Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, October 27th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. Today we will be reading from the following main articles. Broomfield teacher on administrative leave after allegedly handcuffing an autistic student. Broomfield pumpkin artists have until Friday to enter their masterpieces in the annual competition. This week Carrie Pettis, the bookwoman, writes about a test of endurance. And Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and this week beating the winter blues. Broomfield Council approves an increased water and sewer charges. These and other articles. A Broomfield teacher is on administrative leave after allegedly handcuffing an autistic student. A Boulder Valley School District teacher is on paid administrative leave after being accused of handcuffing an autistic student. Broomfield Police looked into a trip they re- a tip they received on Saturday about the reported incident at Aspen Creek PK through 8 and believe no crime occurred. A police spokesperson said there were no charges at this time but did not clarify if there were no grounds for charges or if there were there, they were not being pressed. They declined to provide further details about the incident. Principal Nick Vanderpoel sent an email to Aspen Creek families late Thursday night informing them of the investigation, but clarified that in order to ensure due process for those involved, he couldn't provide further details. Randy Barber, Chief Communications Officer, confirmed that BVSD would not provide more information at this time. The school district said the teacher would remain on paid administrative leave pending the outcome of an internal investigation. Broomfield pumpkin artists have until Friday to enter their masterpieces in the annual competition. Painters, carvers, and creatives of Broomfield have until Friday to enter the Broomfield Council on the Arts and Humanities fourth annual pumpkin art contest. Hosted each year at the Bruner Farmhouse and Gardens, the contest gives artists the opportunity to create a masterpiece through pumpkins. Artists are invited to use carving, painting, stacking, gluing, or anything transformative and creative. To compete, you have to fill out an entry form and send $5 per pumpkin fee via the donate link and entry fees are due today. Artists should drop their pumpkins off no later than the end of the day on Friday to the porch of the Bruner Farmhouse, 640 Main Street. Voting will be held online and in person on Saturday at the free annual Halloween event at the farmhouse from 1 to 3 p.m. This week, Carrie Pettis, the bookwoman, writes about a test of endurance. The book, The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff. A servant girl runs away from the Jamestown settlement after starvation and a plague decimate the colony. She's an orphan, 
employed by a well-to-do family who decided to leave England and, and took her along. Life has been hard, but it's all she's ever known, and she accepts her lot. But after the death of the little girl whose care she was responsible for, she determines to escape. Her adventures in the wilderness are varied, but most are dangerous and traumatic. From freezing cold, swift rivers, wild animals, and very little to eat, she experiences great hardships. Occasionally, she encounters the native people of the region, but they do not threaten her and she pushes on. She has heard about Canada and aims vaguely for what she thinks is north. She experiences euphoria and hallucinations during periods of fever. In these dreams she finds both happiness and terror. As she recovers she begins to notice the beauty of the wilderness all around her. Slowly she settles into what will be her new life. This is both an adventure story and a metaphoric guide on how to get on with life. It's as if we are inside the fevered dream along with this young woman. Again, that book is The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff. Broomfield Council approves increased water and sewer charges Broomfield City Council unanimously approved a number of projects, resolutions, and ordinances at its Tuesday night meeting, including the first phase of a water facility expansion project, increases to monthly water and sewer charges, as well as the 2024 budget. Phase 1 of the wastewater facility expansion was approved unanimously by Council as part of the consent agenda. Design work for the expansion is expected to take 18 months with construction beginning late next year. Since its construction in 1954, Broomfield's wastewater treatment facility has been expanded five times and currently has the capacity to treat a hydraulic flow of 12 million gallons per day with an organic loading of 23,000 pounds per day. The Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment requires that wastewater treatment facilities initiate expansion when they approach maximum capacity. Broomfield's facility is expected to reach the triggering benchmarks in 2027 and 2031. The expansion will take place in five phases over 14 years and is expected to provide treatment capacity to accommodate population growth through 2050. The first phase of the project, which includes a consulting agreement with Coroyo Engineers Incorporated for engineering services to complete design and construction documents, has a budget of $2,900,000. The Council also unanimously passed two ordinances that will increase monthly sewer and water charges and water license fees for developers. According to the staff summary of the ordinances, the increased fees aim to ensure financial stability and resiliency for Broomfield's enterprise funds. Enterprise funds are a form of self-sustaining government fund 
wherein a service is provided for a fee, meaning that the fees collected entirely cover the cost of providing services. Enterprise funds include water, sewer, and reclaimed water. Broomfield is at a critical crossroads, according to the staff memo. The historic approach of doing more with less while continuing to absorb increases in costs for services provided to Broomfield residents is no longer sustainable. As a result of the continued, continued structural shift of balancing Broomfield's budget, the gap between revenues and expenditures in the five-year outlook has narrowed for the general fund. However, the same cannot be said for Broomfield's enterprise funds. The average monthly increase in water and sewer charges for a single-family home will be $12.21 for a total monthly average bill of $80.04. Multi-family home charges will increase by an average of $8.27 for a monthly average of $50.50. And water license fees for developers will increase by $1,400 for a total of $36,400. In another unanimous vote, Council approved the 2024 budget for the city and county, the Broomfield Urban Renewal Authority, and the Arista Local Improvement District. According to the resolutions, the total expenditure budget for the city and county was set at $633,572,000. Excluding fiduciary funds, the largest expenditure in the budget is operating costs at $208 million, followed by $120.8 million dedicated to capital improvement projects. The Arista Local Improvement District's budget is $45,000 and Bureau's is $54.3 million. Kelly Ralski writes about people and plants, and this week, beating the winter blues. Even the thought of old man winter rushing in this weekend turns my normally sunny outlook into a stormy one. I dread the short days, lack of sunlight, and cold temperatures that last for months on end. Are you familiar with seasonal affective disorder, or known as SAD? It's a type of depression that happens during certain seasons of the year. Researchers believe these shorter days may cause chemical changes in the brain. The risk of SAD does increase with age, which may explain why I dislike winter so much these days. Common symptoms of SAD are sleeping more and being drowsy during the day as well as a loss of interest and pleasure in normally enjoyable activities. Social withdrawal, anxiety, difficulty thinking clearly, and weight gain are also common. The number one recommended treatment for SAD is light therapy. Harvard Medical School explains that light affects our 24-hour circadian clock. This complex system regulates sleep and wake cycles, digestion, hormones, and more. Getting outside in nature whenever possible can be tremendously helpful. 
We have discussed the benefits of forest bathing numerous times. It can reduce anxiety and depression. Baxter University shares information on some herbs for beating the blues and boosting your mood. Milky oats are good for people who are emotionally and physically run down due to fatigue, anxiety, and depression. Lavender essential oil is used to relax the nervous system and reduce insomnia. Lemon balm is thought to lift the spirits and work as a mild antidepressant. Dr. Andrew Wheel mentions St. John's wort as a potential treatment for mood disorders. And several years ago, I discovered drinking a little saffron tea seemed to improve the winter blahs for me. The above suggestions are not meant to replace professional advice. Thankfully, I personally only experience a mild sense of the winter blues. I counter this with a light box, getting outside as much as possible, and some herbal support in the form of teas. If you are suffering any type of depression or mood disorder, please seek help from your health care provider. Free Narcan harm reduction training at the Broomfield Library begins on November 1st. The free training is available for youth 12 to 18 years old, parents, teachers, and other youth-serving adults. Broomfield Youth for Youth is offering a free harm reduction training at the Broomfield Library to teach teens, parents, and teachers how to administer Narcan. Narcan, the brand name for naloxone, is most commonly administered as a nasal spray and is used to reverse opioid overdose. November 1st, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the library's Eisenhower meeting room, youth 12 through 18 years old, parents, teachers, and other youth-serving adults can receive free training on how to administer the life-saving medication. Youth for Youth is the youth advisory group for Broomfield's communities that care a community coalition that uses prevention strategies to reduce youth substance abuse. The training is free and does not require registration. You can contact Laura Paulson at lpaulson at broomfield.org with any questions. Saturday Broomfield Halloween event has been canceled Broomfield's yearly Halloween event, including the Pumpkin Art Contest, has been canceled due to weather. Broomfield Council on the Arts and Humanities said in a Facebook post that it was unable to secure an indoor venue for the event on short notice and has chosen to cancel the event. The forecast shows Broomfield's high on Saturday at 33 with a low of 21 and a high chance of snowfall. One person has died after a Friday afternoon crash in Broomfield. One person has been confirmed dead as a result of a serious crash that occurred in Broomfield on Friday. 
In a 1.04 p.m. tweet on Friday, Broomfield Police announced that the westbound lanes of West Flatiron Crossing Drive at Summit Boulevard had been closed due to a serious crash. Two hours later, police said the roads had opened again. Police are now asking that witnesses or anyone with video of the crash call the department's non-emergency line at 303 Four three eight sixty four hundred, or email Sergeant Dalbach at tdalbach at broomfield.org. Broomfield events for this week on Sunday: Rescue Puppy Yoga. Take a forty-five minute yoga class with puppies that are up for adoption. This will be at eleven a.m. at Emotion Fitness. 9140 West 100th Avenue in Broomfield. Twin Peaks Flatiron Grand Reopening. Come and celebrate the grand reopening of the Flatiron location. The space has been revamped with an outside patio expansion, additional fireplace, more seating, bar enhancements, a paint refresh, and more. This will be at 10 a.m. at Twin Peaks Restaurant. 299 East Flatiron Crossing Drive in Broomfield, and this event is free. On Tuesday, 100 Women Who Care will meet in Broomfield. The meeting will begin with snacks, drinks, and a social time. Then, members nominate, present, and vote on local nonprofits to receive a gift. Members contribute $100 each to the winning organization. This is open to women of all ages. It begins at 5.30 p.m. at the Chateau at Fox Meadows, 13600 Xavier Drive in Broomfield. This event is free, and you can always go to broomfield100womenwhocare.com for more information. Broomfield Children's Chorus Registration will be at 4.30 p.m. at Holy Comforter Episcopal Church on Tuesday, and they're located at 1700 West 10th Avenue. Broomfield Crossing Rotary Club. You can join the weekly Rotary Club meeting to network with fellow community members and share updates on community service projects, breakfast, and enjoy a weekly program based, based on local and various global issues. They meet at 7.15 a.m., at Infinitus Pie, 145 Nickel Street in Broomfield, and the event is free. On Thursday, Schnitzel Night. Enjoy a delicious, authentic schnitzel made from veal with a complimentary glass of Gruner Veltliner, a refreshing white wine with flavors of lemon, lime, green apple, and nectarine, and finish with notes of white pepper. Every week, 4 p.m. at Vinca, 8001 Arista Place, Unit 130 in Broomfield. On Saturday, the Big, the big Lebowski Halloween. Get down at this Big Lebowski-themed Halloween party with front-range bluegrass bands, Tonewood and Brandywine, and the Mighty Fines. This will be at 7.30 p.m. at 100 Nickel Street in Broomfield, and the cost is $10, and this is at Chipper's Lanes. 
Also on Saturday, Salute to America's Heroes event. This is an event to honor American military families, annual fundraisers saluting veterans and first responders and their service to the country. This will be at 6 p.m. at the Omni Interlochen Hotel, 500 Interlochen Boulevard in Broomfield. Adam Gobetti writes about Bring Boring Back to Broomfield. He writes, the lack of communication, representation, and basic respect for Broomfield citizens from City Council is embarrassing. The successful recall efforts in Ward 5 show Broomfield's dissatisfaction with City Council and the radical individuals currently sitting in the Ward 5 seats, Heidi Henkel and Todd Cohen. The rot goes beyond City Hall. One of these individuals is a reviewer for Next Door where residents are finding their posts, sharing videos from competing campaigns getting blocked. Most Broomfield residents are independent, registered, unaffiliated, like I am, so the partisan nonsense creeping into the officially nonpartisan municipal space is even more appalling. Our excellent city staff constantly warns about the consequences of ignoring the dull but critical topic of infrastructure. Unfortunately, City Council is much more interested in having fun spending our money on vanity projects, wasting resources on political grandstanding, talking about their pay and benefits, and generally ignoring the boring but critical work that is the core of the job. I am the Ward 5 City Council candidate challenging the same incumbent that moonlights as a reviewer on next door. My assessment is they hold power through a staggering lack of transparency. Recordings are uploaded to Broomfield Live without the most basic information, not even date in the title. Finding information requires sitting through hours of meetings and researching dozens of documents across different locations. Since our representatives can't be bothered to represent us and are uninterested in providing clear summaries of what's happening, being an informed Broomfield citizen is a full-time job. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be and with me and you have a candidate focused on these boring critical issues, potholes and public safety. My campaign theme is bring boring back to Broomfield. The other challenger candidates, including for the successor election, have similar priorities. I'm all ready to work, ready to work to create badly needed transparency for our community. I regularly create short videos providing analysis on everything from budget highlights to key information on city projects. You can find these at go for it, Broomfield.com or on YouTube. An example is Mold and Madness, the money pit on Maine. Many are unaware of plans to create a Broomfield Town Square, which has its centerpiece an environmentally irresponsible four and a half acre artificial lake. Broomfield won't own any part of it other than the liability of the lake, so this is solely an expensive gift to private developers. Taxpayers were robbed of $20 million in assets, $54 million in tax transfer commitments, and currently unknown costs for 
the annual maintenance and other expenses. They learned nothing from the first bank center failure. Municipal government should be boring and focused on good stewardship. Clean water, effective city services, good management are things we can all agree on and it's time to remind the city council of this by bringing in candidates with the right priorities. Thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. AINC programming is brought to you in part by the Broomfield Community Foundation. Broomfield's leading partner and voice for philanthropy since 1993. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.